Glad to hear it. You love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Glee. You know how sometimes you listen to Glee and you love to hear it? Once, so, somehow, two episodes in a row, it happens. <laughs> and I, 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 I highly doubt that this is going to um, continue for the next time. So I'm taking advantage of this feeling while it, while it lasts. Exactly. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Hello, and welcome to Loser Like Me, a podcast where we recap and review and reassess the TV show Glee, episode by episode. I'm Tanner, (laughs) and like any gay in a crisis, I too have once bleached my hair. (laughs) And I'm Christina, and I'm a blanket. (laughs) But not a wet Um, blanket. No, not a wet blanket. I don't have to be a wet blanket today, because... I, I I know it y'all have listened to the Grilled Jesus episode, which was actually pretty decent. And this one? This one's good, y'all. I I would argue Grilled Jesus was a good episode of the podcast, but Duets is a good episode of Glee. It is. And I'm I I I am I am not counting my chickens before they hatch, but I am taking care of these chicks. <laughs> Cause if there's anything that I've learned to doing this podcast, it's that when Glee's good. You have you have to you have to savor it while it lasts. <laughs> um, but for for today, we watched episode four of season two, which is called Duets. It's about duets. It's about duets, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it was released on October twelfth, twenty ten. It was written by Ian Brennan and directed by Eric Stoltz, Marty McFly himself. Wait, as in Eric Stoltz was the director on Back to the Future? No, Eric or... Stoltz was Marty McFly until he was uh, recast with the... I forgot his name. How did I forget his name? Michael J. Fox? Thank you. I haven't even seen it. You've never seen Back to the Future? No. I Movie well, night. I, I might have seen, like, half of Back to the Future. I feel like I watched half of it in in a movie night at, like, a friend of a friend's house after college. Yeah, it was, I'm going to check the Wikipedia so that I get the information correct. Because that's, that's the one where they, like, travel to the future and then there's that, ba- there's that uh, stink guy who's like, I st- I, I'm going to borrow your book of information from the future and use it to win by gambling. Yeah, that's, that's Back to Future Part 2. Back to Future Part 1 oh, is okay. when he goes back to the 60s and then... His... Oh, and gets his parents together. <laughs> yes, he gets his parents together, which is a problem because his mom has a crush on him. Yeah. Um, but So Eric Stoltz had originally been cast as Marty McFly for Back to the Future, but he was replaced by Michael J. Fox a month into filming um, because they had wanted Michael originally, but he was busy with the producers, with family ties, but then the producers of family ties struck a deal so that it could shoot around the TV show. Interesting, okay. I feel kind of sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> That sucks to be like, hey, so you're not the person we originally wanted to hire, but we're going to hire you anyway. And they'll wait. Oh, sorry. Our number one choice said he was available to work. We're firing you. Yeah. It's a really shitty move. I'm not surprised because it's Hollywood, but it is shitty. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, he still had a long storied career. Good. It's not like that he lost his one chance to break out into the public. He's more known as a director now Good. than as an actor. Okay, okay, nice. But yeah, so, how does this episode of Glee start, Tanner? It starts with the um, the previously on man saying that bad things always happen when you're taking a shower, so more people on the show to take baths. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically all you need to know, if, if you're jumping into this episode blind, without having listened to any of the episodes beforehand, which, like, go off, um, uh, Tina dumped Artie, Finn tried to recruit Sam for Glee in an actual positive episode of trying to bring people into this Glee club. Um, Finn said a slur, 
And uh, that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then the episode proper begins with Will announcing that Puck is in juvie for stealing an ATM from a gas station. Nope. And, and nobody is sympathetic. Everyone's like, well, would it happen sooner or later? <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> I, I think, so. I th- can't remember who says it. I think it's Finn. Uh, yeah, it's Finn that says, we need his bad boy attitude. <laughs> And that's how you know he's been dating Rachel for too long. <laughs> when he's thinking about people in regards of tropes or what kind of show presence they bring to the choir. It's not a bad thing. Well, that's not a bad thing, but it is indicative. Yeah. Also, the reason that Puck is absent for this episode and the next episode is because they had to cover for Mark Salling's Christian Rock Tour. God. Which is how I wrote it in my notes. Yikes. Double yikes as a Christian. And also just yikes in general. Yeah. And, but on the positive side of things, Will says, hey, look, everyone, we've got a new friend. And it's Sam. Sam is here. And he introduces himself as, hi, I'm Sam. Sam, I am. And I do not like green eggs and ham. To which Santana in the background, oh, he has no game. Yes. And Kurt is like, he's gay. (laughs) (laughs) He... This person does not have any social, uh, this person is not socially uh, skilled. He must be a homosexual. (laughs) No, he doesn't necessarily be a homosexual. He could also just be somewhere on the spectrum. Although, I I know. It seems seems the further and further we get into growing up, those Venn diagram circles overlap more and more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, I feel like I should say now. Sam was supposed to be gay. He's not gay. I mean, okay, the fandom knows that Sam is bisexual. The writers didn't know that, but the fandom knows. Mm-hmm. But in the text of the show, he was supposed to be gay. He was and then written Ryan, Then Ryan Murphy gay. decided at the last moment, no. I feel like he decided while this episode was being written, I feel like he showed up in the middle of script writing and he said, hey, Ian, change it. No homo. <laughs> Ryan Murphy was looking at the casting slides that they'd hired and was like, oh, hey, there's this actor who's going to be on the show in about two episodes. Let's use him instead. <laughs> and so anyway, Sam is here and Will is like, this week's theme is duets because everyone had a good time doing the Defying Gravity competition last year. Uh, this one is also going to be a competition and the prize is a gift certificate for dinner for two at Breadsticks. And the teens go wild. They love bread. Oh my god, it's breadsticks! It, see, the thing about breadsticks is it's supposed to be kind of like their ripoff of, like, Olive Garden. Yeah. It, it's, 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 like, pretty much, like, decent Italian food. But when you're offering a place that has unlimited salad and unlimited breadsticks to teens who are hungry all the time. <laughs> and this is also probably fine dining. In the Glee universe of Lima, Ohio. This is the finest dining in Lima. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> and my note here is like, but they have 11 people. Don't worry, we can fix that. I know. I know it gets fixed. And my, my note here after this scene was, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this episode of Glee. <laughs> Wait a second. No, they, they should have 12. Oh, no, they do have 11, right? Because Sam is 12. Mm-hmm. But then Noah's gone. Okay. Yes. Anyways, we're excited for an episode of Glee to be good. Yeah. Um, what a concept. Yeah, and Kurt, Kurt leans over to Mercedes and he's like, I'm pretty sure Sam is gay because he bleaches his hair. And you know what? In the real world, he'd, he'd have an argument. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, this is Glee. Mm-hmm. I, I knew a non-zero number of people in my high school choir program who did bleach their hair and are likely... Somewhere on the non-heterosexual side of things nowadays, <laughs> having been almost, oh god, almost 10 years removed from high school. I feel old now, can we keep going? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kurt introduces himself to Sam and freaks him out a little by like declaring that his hair is dyed. He doesn't say, you're, you're a homosexual because your hair is dyed, but he does say, I know that your hair is dyed, He's you are like, not a natural blonde. <laughs> it's like, does he dye his hair (laughs) it's that kind of an intonation (laughs) and sam is like i don't know what you're talking about and kurt's like we're gonna be duet partners and your homework is to go watch singing in the rain yep and then speaking of gays yeah my my note here literally starts off ah yes lesbians (laughs) teen lesbians 
<laughs> okay, to be um, fair, Brittany is bi. <laughs> yes. Yes, Br- Brittany is not exclusively attracted to women, but... Remember, Br- Br- Brittany is left with... Brittany is made out with everyone. Girls, guys, and the janitor. Yes. <laughs> the gender of the day is janitor. <laughs> um, anyway, this is a scene where Santana and Brittany are making out on Brittany's bed. And Brittany is like, hey, Santana, do you want to do a duet together? I think we should do Melissa Etheridge's Come to My Window. Because while writing this episode, Ian Brennan asked the one lesbian he knew for a song recommendation. Okay, but to be fair, Come to My Window is like one of the lesbian songs. Especially yes, at the time of written. We have we have far more. Okay, we probably had plenty of lesbian bops back then. But like, they're more known mm-hmm. now. Ba- yes. But back then, if you asked what are the lesbian songs, they would say Come to My Window, Closer to Fine, and Constant Craving. Yes, that, that is why I'm saying that Ian asked the one lesbian he knew for recommendation. And it was like, oh, this is just the most popular lesbian song. Yeah. <laughs> and when Britney is trying to like talk to Santana about like feelings and stuff, Santana gets scared and is like, nope, don't want to talk about feelings. I'm a lizard. <laughs> By by which she explains I have that she just constantly has to be making out with people in order to feel anything because Puck has been in juvie for twelve hours, and so she just and it kind of implying that that Santa that Santana is only using Brittany as her makeout partner because Puck is not available, which is shitty. It's also un- like categorically untrue, but like yeah, yeah, but they it's don't also know a big yet. gay mood. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> There's- Hashtag NBK. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there are many gay people and and LGBT people who would say that oh th- that they tried to justify stuff in the past by saying oh yeah it was just for fun it was just mm-hmm. an experiment it w- it was just to make my gay friends feel better but I was not the gay it's one it's one of those things where you look back on your past and you're like this was foreshadowing except this is like extreme foreshadowing yeah yeah. Also, when, um, in, in the beginning of the scene, I found some trivia that apparently this is the first time that anybody ever said the word scissoring in reference to the sexual position on any American major television network. <laughs> wow, Glee, damn, Glee <laughs> is out here doing everything it can for the gays. We've got lesbians. We've got out gay people. We say the word scissoring. We said the word scissoring on Fox and Tucker Carlson immediately just started bursting into flame. God, say it more. Scissoring. He deserves to burn. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe cut that, but then I was like, no, I don't. No one who listens to the show knows Tucker Carlson on a personal level and also (laughs) Tucker Carlson scrolling through Apple Podcasts hmm I should listen to this podcast about Glee and also podcasts aren't evidence (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah anyway Santana says that she's not teaming up with Britney because that's gay so instead she's gonna team up with uh, Mercedes Mm -hmm. because they were really good when they sang The Boy Is Mine last year even if they did try and beat the shit out of each other afterwards Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Santana literally says, like, oh, we have the best voices in the school. And, like, I would personally, like, add a few more people to, like, that top-tier S-rank list. But they do have very good voices. Yep. Also, she she points out that breadsticks is legally required to uh, keep bringing you breadsticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got a manager fired. Because she brought a wheelbarrow to the restaurant and said, fill it up! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So after that... This is just the part where I noted, oh shit, this is River Deep Mountain High. <laughs> this is the River Deep Mountain High episode. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, this is Finn talking to Kurt in, in, yeah, in the lunchroom. He's, he's worried that if Kurt sings with Sam, that Sam's going to take too much flack for singing a gay song in gay club with a gay guy. And he'll mm-hmm. leave Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt is like, oh, you have a problem with me being gay. And Finn says, no, I have a problem with you not understanding that no means no. And brings up the fact that, yeah, he's super sorry about saying a slur in uh-huh, the last season, uh-huh, but also uh-huh. Kurt was not without sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my note here says, Finn is valid. Like, like Finn is, ha- Finn has 
um, Finn has the emotional intelligence ball right now. And this week, they just the, and they just keep passing it around, <laughs> and I'm I'm very I'm very glad. I, I uh, yeah, I'll I'll have some thoughts at the end of the episode about how characterization went. But yes, the everything said in the scene is valid, and Kurt's like. I don't want to think about how I don't want to reflect on how that was probably a bad decision on my part. Yeah. Lunch line. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the heterosexuals. Yeah. Well, the heterosexuals are not even that because Oh wait, no, never mind. I looked too far ahead of my notes. This is heterosexual scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is time for Finchel. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, uh, in, in this scene, they are practicing for their duet and they sing Don't Go Breakin' My Heart by Elton John and I don't remember who, Kiki the, uh, who the, yeah, Kiki Lee. Uh, and it's fun. Um, Finn gets to play the drums and there's someone on the back playing the bongos. And there, there's a part where they're like running around the piano and Rachel just like messes up Brad's hair and glasses. And I got a screen cap of just like the perfect... I am not paid enough to deal with these fucking teens every single day. I got a perfect <laughs> screenshot of that face and I'll have to like tweet it and share it and stuff. And the whole thing is about like, oh, I promise not to break your heart. Narrator's voice. They broke each other's hearts. <laughs> and then Rachel gets the emotional intelligence brain cell. Yeah, it's okay. So first off, I got to say the song, it's fine. It's Finn and Rachel singing and it's fine. It's a good song and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but Rachel's like, that was really good. It's too good. <laughs> and she declares, hey, I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. Screen cap that too. <laughs> Save that for future use. Uh, yeah, she's like, she, she realizes that she's only generous when she can get something from another person. And, mm -hmm. but Finn is just such a good boy scout that he makes her want to be a better person. And so that's why they have to throw the duets competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's a very nice thing to hear. Yeah, it's, it's just a really fascinating through line. The <laughs> emotionally competent enough, the likes of which we will never see again from Finchel, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, Rachel says we need to throw the competition to Sam so that Sam can feel included in the club. Mm-hmm. And Finn is like, this is a good idea, and I'm proud of you, Rachel. And she's like, oh, he's proud of me. He, he does also point out that if they're able to keep Sam in the club, that means they'll have enough members so that they can go to Nationals. And she's like, okay, we're not going to worry about that right now. It's still Honestly, it's still a point in the Rachel column, because she's sacrificing short-term game for long-term success, and a success that would benefit everyone in the club, not just herself. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, she, mm -hmm. she, she is out here saying a rising tide raises all the ships yes exactly and I love to see it yeah <laughs> um alright so then the following scene it's, it's mm -hmm. two scenes at once it's we yes. get Mike and Tina talking and we get Brittany talking to Artie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so with Mike and Tina Mike doesn't want to do a duet with Tina, even though they're dating. He would rather just dance around her while she sings, because he can't sing. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. And Tina says, no, we need to win the duet so that we can have a normal date of breadsticks. Yes. <sighs> a normal date without a chaperone. Yeah, by, by which she means not another night of dim sum with his mom. Because, mm -hmm. uh, this is the bad part of the episode, because she's, she's concerned that all of their dates are too Asian. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a great look. It's it's not. And and Mike's like, you can order a salad at dim sum. And Tina's like, but the salad has chicken feet. It's a chicken feet salad. And I'm like, wow, that's just... You reached into a hat of Asian stereotypes and you pulled out the first one, honey. Yep. Yep. Like, like I understand that... Like, I understand that, like, Tina has a point here. Like, you are allowed to... Like, you're allowed to choose what kind of dates you go on with the person that you're seeing and they shouldn't have to be with an adult present and they shouldn't have to be the same thing all the time yeah and like you easily could have just gotten into like my beloved smother category without making it a race thing and jenna ushkowitz and harry shum jr deserve reparations for being on the show they do they do 
Especially because then they they make Mike say, let's go to Asian couples therapy. And Tina says, why does it have to be Asian? Yeah. And it's like... It, that's God. me talking to the writers whenever they think of a punchline for Tina and Mike. Why does it have to be Asian? I did screen cap that too, so they can just keep using that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It, it's very frustrating. Especially when uh, when people of Asian descent have... Pretty much since Hollywood's beginning, been taken advantage of, and they are still not being treated, you know, as they deserve. Which is to say, as as working artists who deserve equal pay and equal representation at equal amounts of Oscars, and, and just like in general, being like cast as be- something beyond just the Asian. It's like, hey, you, we mm-hmm. we didn't cast you to be a character. We cast you to be the Asian, so we can say, hey, hey we have an Asian. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a big Twitter thread from, I think, Desmond Kiam, or, or Chiam, I don't, uh, his username is uh, D-E-S-C-H-I-A-M, uh, about, specifically about that whole, um, like, being hired to fill a stereotype kind of a thing. I'll see if I can find a link to it. Since as a white person, I am not, I am absolutely not the authority on this. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> so, on the flip side. We have on the flip side. Brittany talking to Artie and asking him to be her duets partner. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he's like, you never spoke to me last year. And she says that that's because she thought he was a robot. Yikes. Mm, I'm willing to let that one slide because it is Brittany. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know. That's basically the scene, is that Brittany thinks that they would be great duet partners, and so they should be duet partners. Mm-hmm. And she also asks him out, and as she's leaving, she, like, and she wheels him away, which I think we've talked about in the past, is, like, not great. <sighs> it's, um, it's not great, and it's always happening by, like, everyone in the club constantly wheels Artie around, so it's like, that's just a forever criticism. <laughs> yeah. And, um, there... Was, and like at the end of the scene when they're when they're leaving Brittany turns around and she does like a no touchy gesture to Santana over her boobs yep <laughs> and Santana is like what the fuck Brittany because Mercedes is in the background and I'm sure that she sees this happen and she's like nope I'm gonna keep to my business today <laughs> um and, and then we get to go to a to a scene of Finn uh kind of giving Sam the rundown on how like Hey, look, there's a lot of good things that happen in Glee, but also there's a lot of bad things and you really need to be careful. Basically advising him that, like, look, it we are going to do our best to keep everyone, especially you, safe from harassment and stuff, but it will likely be happening. And Sam is like, well, you know what? I understand that homophobes exist, but I'm choosing to live in a world where they don't. Yeah, he, he does also say, like, first off, he calls Finn a homophobe. Yeah. And then and then he says, I gave Kurt my word, and that's more important than anything. Which is like, you know what? Good for you, Sam. Yeah. Sam is good. Also, Sam is hot. Cordover Street is hot. He <laughs> this whole mm-hmm. scene is him coming out of the shower and like toweling off and getting dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Want want that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> he is nice looking. Yes. <laughs> but he's also a, he's he's also a nice person, even out of character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. People being decent in and out of character. Oh, I, I, I do remember um, last year when people were, t- 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 like, tearing the show apart a little, and someone was like, Glee had a bunch of racists, like Leah Michelle and Cordover Street, and then Kevin McHale came in and said, oh no, Cord's not racist. <laughs> Cord's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, so Sam exits the locker room, and then he immediately gets slushied by Azimio and Karofsky. Yeah, it's literally like he walks by and they yell some dumb joke at him that I don't remember. It's I think it was just welcome to gay club lady lips. Because that's the other thing, so, is Court has some very yeah. big lips. He does. But yeah. And as as Sam is standing there after having been slushied, like Quinn walks by and then romantic instrumental in the background. Because she like kind of like takes him under her wing like okay let's get you cleaned up <laughs> first slushy's always the worst at least it's not blueberry yep 
And she makes a joke about Avatar's blue people. And Sam's like, I've seen Avatar six times! And I'm like, Jenny Nicholson? <laughs> but thankfully, no, she is not in this episode of Glee. Yeah. Re- remember re- remember 2010 when everyone couldn't shut up about Avatar? <laughs> I remember an episode of 90210 where main girl dress- cosplayed as a Navi to seduce the nerd she had a crush on. <sighs> I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, I just googled Nano 2 and no avatar, and she's there in all her blue go- glory. Are we talking like blue bodysuit, or are we talking like body paint? Body paint. Yikes. That takes so long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So. Go for it. Oh no, you can take this one. Oh, ba- basically, Sam like Sam asks Quinn like, "Why are you Why are you helping me?" And Quinn is like, "I'm helping you because out of mercy and kindness because Glee has been nice to me, even though I haven't always liked them. They've been nice to me and they were nice last year, but I was dealing with everything. And he's and he he thinks that she's cute and tells her that she has pretty eyes in Navi, which is only partially correct. That she has pretty eyes. <laughs> I did eyes, look up a translator. You... Oh. <laughs> Christine, you speak Navi? No, no. The whatever he he's he says like two words and supposed to be like, oh, you have pretty eyes. But the word the word that has eyes is correct, but I don't know. I couldn't find a translation for the other one that he said. So Email us if you speak Navi to tell us if Sam is correct. Yeah, like actually, yes, I would appreciate knowing that. I like fictional languages. <laughs> Can you imagine if this scene had come out like two years earlier, Sam definitely would have spoke Klingon. Ooh, or Esperanto. Esperanto's not like a sci-fi language, though. Yeah. Also, what would have been funny is Sam said that uh, Quinn had pretty eyes in Klingon because Klingon is, like, notably a warrior language. So so mm-hmm. here's this hot, blonde himbo, and you just be like, <laughs> Nice. Oh, gosh. I cannot yeah, speak it... Klingon. I, I, I don't even... I haven't ever heard someone speak Klingon, ever. I never got to that part of Star Trek. E- email us how to say you have pretty eyes in Klingon. There we go. Yes, please absolutely do that. I would love to hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he- he's like, you have pretty eyes. And she's like, okay, I'm not dealing with this. Bye. <laughs> it's time for Bert. It's time for Bert. Series regular Bert. Yes. He is out of the hospital. He's uh, mm-hmm. couch bound. Mm-hmm. Kurt has made him a healthy soup. Vegan carrot. Yes. With whole wheat croutons. Also, Kurt <laughs> is wearing like a sweater that has handprints painted on. Mm-hmm. Like slapped right over the chest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that shirt. But it was distracting. <laughs> I don't, I don't know either. Um, Kurt complains about the Sam situation, and Bert is like, "Hey, I heard from Carol that you were trying to seduce Finn." Mm-hmm. And Kurt's like, you don't understand, Dad! Uh, yeah, so I I don't know how I feel about this scene either. Because, again, I'm still, I'm still for the most part, like, if he hadn't said the slur, I still would have been in Finn's camp for what mm-hmm. happened last season. Mm-hmm. But it does feel weird to hear that come from Bert. Yeah. Because he is like, you, you should have, like, hid your love away from Finn and not be creepy. Fair. And then Kurt says, yeah, but I'm the only gay kid in Ohio. And so I will never feel find love until, like, I move away. And Bert's basically like, well, you just gotta deal with being alone. And it 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 doesn't sound right for a Bert line. Like, I would have expected him to say something a little bit more comforting. Yeah. Let's attribute that to the pain meds. Yeah. Like, like he could have said something close to the lines of, like, you just start with being friends with these guys. And... If something mm-hmm. happens, that's great, but don't try and mm-hmm. force it if it doesn't. Yeah. I I feel like the line that Bert should have said here was taken by Rachel at the end of the episode. Yeah. And yeah, it's I, I I'm glad that Bert is trying to understand and also, hey, I'm glad that responsible parents, Bert and Carol, are talking to each other about their kids and how their kids are doing. Yes. We love to see it. I, f- and... I feel like Bert may have called Rachel and he was like, hey, I was a dink to Kurt. I need, I- I've written down some lines that I need you to say to him. I heard you're an actress. 
I don't know. I mean, Rachel does have the emotional support intelligence uh, brain cell in parts of this episode. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) She's been body snatched because she's a decent human. I don't know. But it, it's a it's in general a cute scene with Bert and Kurt being father-son, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it is time. It is time for River Deep Mountain High. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Santana and Mercedes's duet. Yes. It it if you have not watched Glee, find somewhere a video stream of the recording of, of the performance of this from the episode or just listen to it like audio only if, which i know is on youtube if you haven't heard amber riley and naya rivera duet river deep mountain high then you haven't seen shakespeare the way it was meant to be played mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's literally like from the first note like because it, it finishes up with the burton kurt scene and then you really you literally hear and i was already dancing in my seat because <laughs> it's it's so good the this version like it was originally performed by tina turner and i can I, tina turner and ike turner yeah i can tina turner and and it's a good song but what makes it phenomenal is an absolutely awesome bass and brass section and the fact that everyone's just having a good time except for rachel <laughs> Who is more so sitting there freaking out about trying to plan performances? Uh, so I guess, so I guess, um, to, to, to for her to go back in character, you could argue that her concern is that oh no, they're not good enough to beat us. Which is yeah, yeah, they are. Yes, they are, Rachel. Oh, they they are they are fucking phenomenal, and it it's just it's such a it's such a good song. Amber Riley and Naya Rivera killed it. And everyone's having a good time. They have fun choreography. Um, during like one of the parts, like one of the backing uh, band members has like a red cloth that he waves when they're like pretending to be like hot and exhausted, and he's like fanning them off with it. <laughs> and I would have loved to have seen them do this after Amber Riley was on Dancing of the Stars, and it took like fifty-seven levels in dancing. Oh skills. hell yeah, that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so good! <laughs> my only other note for this scene is that Tina looks like a corpse bride. I did not see that, but I'm gonna take your word she, for she, it. <laughs> she is wearing what I'm pretty sure is just a reappropriated wedding dress that she got from a pawn shop, and it look, it's a good look for her. Go for but it. But she does stand out amongst all the other teens who are dressed like teens. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you know what? When, when you've managed to intimidate the school principal into letting you dress however you want, you dress however the fuck you exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so then in the next scene, it's Sam in the shower because they know what they hired Cord for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt walks up to him and he's like, hey, I'm setting you free. And Sam's like, I'm in the shower. And Kurt's like, yes, you are. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt literally says, it's not you, it's me. And he he then has to make another crack about, oh, your hair color. It's okay. I won't tell anyone. Kurt, and Sam is like. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Please leave me alone to shower in peace. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Kurt, Kurt has another leg to stand on because he, Sam is in the shower, so Kurt easily could have noticed whether the curtains match the carpet. Uh, I would like to give Kurt some benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to pretend that he didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Anyways. It, it's a very short scene. He didn't have to, he didn't have to actually look. He could have just made a crack about it though. That would be very glee. It would. And I'm just glad that it didn't happen. That's true. Also because having watching it in 2010, I wouldn't have known what that meant. <laughs> That's fair. Um but yeah, the next scene is basically Rachel and Finn being like, "Okay, we have to throw the singing competition, but how do we do that?" And Finn is like, okay, so how, do you remember how we watched Grease and it was okay? And we watched Grease 2 and I fell asleep. And you said that it was because in Grease 2 the music was bad. And then Rachel's like, so we sing a bad song. And Finn says, not just a bad song, an offensive song. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> and they're like, we're planning, it's time to make out. <laughs> and then, so then the next scene is like the, the next day at school. Um, Tina mm-hmm. is trying to convince Artie to duet with her since Mike still won't sing. And Artie's like, nope, I'm committed to Brittany. Mm-hmm. And Tina's like, what fucking, what? He, he, he literally says, 
Oh, well, I'm sorry to turn you down now that you've come crawling back. And I just wanted to, like, reach into the screen to, like, dope slap Artie yeah. upside the head. It's like, look, Artie, you don't have to be an incel. <laughs> God, he is, isn't he? And he's like, but it's okay because I'm I I know I now have a singing partnership and a romantic partnership, and Tina, like you said, Tina's like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> um, and then Kurt stands up and announces that since he has uh, consciously uncoupled from Sam, he is going to be doing a <laughs> duet with the most talented member of the Glee Club himself. Mm-hmm. And there's a cut when Rachel like. There, of when he says like oh but the most talented person in glee club and it cuts to rachel and he says myself and her face falls <laughs> and i was like hey comedy moment from rachel that's good <laughs> um and then santana says uh, how do you even do it with yourself that's like vocal masturbation now when she says this because you i'm assuming you were watching on like a legal version <laughs> yes okay do you hear, you like, someone, a clearly ADR, start laughing before Santana finishes the line? Yes. Okay, yeah, I was, because I couldn't I, tell. Yeah, there there was someone laughing, and I think, I feel like I saw on, like, the trivia section of the wiki page that it was supposed to be Britney laughing, but because of the way that they cut the video, it didn't end up being Britney to say anything, we just left the phantom audio in. Yeah, because I, I rewound that part so many times trying to spot who was laughing, and I didn't hear, see yeah. anyone. And also... It 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 starts before she finishes the line, so it would be funny because it would be like someone corpsing because they knew the line was coming, or or just someone laughing because they know how Santana's mind works and they knew where the joke was going. That too. Anyways, w- weird edit that distracted me for a good five minutes. Oh no, but yeah, and it's we then get to go into Kurt's uh, Kurt's air quotes here duet, which is called which is uh, Le Jazz Hot from Victor Victoria and. I have expected that he was just gonna, like, do a costume tear and just, like, tear off that, like, fully buttoned-up shirt he had on to just, like, reveal that he was already in the half costume. (laughs) Yeah, because he's in this outfit, which is, like, a tuxedo on one half with, like, one of those pencil mustaches that you just make up on. And on the other Mm -hmm. side, he's got, like, eye makeup and not, like, a dress, but a more feminine, like, frilly outfit. Mm -hmm. It has fringe. It has fringe. And so he's, yeah, he sings Lee Jazz Hot from Victor Victoria, which is not a duet, mm-hmm. which Kurt easily could have made his point and found a duet that is an actual duet mm-hmm. and sang both parts himself. So, but other than that, the song's extremely good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He does, he does a good job with it. Um, Mike is involved in the choreography. I did see Harry Shim Jr. under one of those top hats. Yeah, he <laughs> mentions that he asked for, for some help from some other Glee members and also some Cheerios. And I'm sitting here thinking, there's male Cheerios. Kurt, Kurt, I feel like some of those male Cheerios that you're getting to help you with lay jazz hot, um, they might also dye their hair. Probably, yes. But like, Kurt is so, I, I don't know. I don't know why Kurt didn't try to find a boyfriend among the Cheerios. Yeah. But they, yeah, it, it's a good number. Uh, Chris Colford did a very good job because there's like, uh, there's like a, it's it's not quite a glissando, but there's a part at the end. It's like the last note where he does a scale that is at least an octave. I'm. I feel like it's at least an octave and a half. I'm pretty sure he goes from like a deep baritone all the way up to his falsetto. Mm-hmm. He does end in falsetto, and it's very good. Everyone gives him a standing ovation. Sam looks really job. impressed. Yeah. And I'm always yeah. disappointed that we never got Heavens. Hmm. Hummel and Evans. Heavens. Mm. That was the ship name for people who didn't want to call it Come. I have raised my hand, listeners. <laughs> Anyways, Kurt has the range, darling. Yes. Oh, I, did we mention that when uh, Sam and Finn were talking in the locker room for the first time, when Finn was trying to tell him that people will be homophobic even if you aren't actually gay, um, Kurt had emailed Sam MP3s of him singing? <laughs> and, of himself singing? And, yeah, and Sam's like, dude sounds like Faith Hill. I'm not familiar enough with Faith Hill to be able to tell if that's accurate or not, but... Um, but yeah, fun. So fun fact about Le Jazz Hot. It was used by a pair of German ice dancers for their short program at the 2014 Winter Olympics. Like the Glee version? The Glee version. Nice. Yeah. I I don't know if they like placed or anything, but there's a video from, of course, Fuck Yeah Glee Love on Tumblr <laughs> uh, that I will send you the link to, Tanner, and we can like post it when the episode goes nice. out. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, Glee in... Glee in sports. Who'd have thunk it? Ah, uh, yes. Glorts. 
Anyway, who's ready for more cuteness? More cute heterosexuals. Yes. Um, it's very cute because Sam and Quinn meet in the astronomy classroom, like, to try and start discussing doing a duet. And he makes some jokes about, like, oh, I like astronomy. I like the idea that my of my, like, comparing my problems to the size of the planets. And he's like, look, this one's Venus. And Quinn's like, that's actually Mars, the god of war. <laughs> and Sam's like, what? He's like, oh, this one's the god of love. Uh, nope, that's the god of war. That's Mars. Well, which one are and we on? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so cute. He, like... When they, when they're going to try and like figure out what uh what song to do, he's like, okay, I have an idea, but it has to start with the choreography and me playing my guitar. And then he's like, okay, would like for you to stand behind me, please. And she's like, what? And then he's like, okay, and now put your hand on my hip. And she's like, oh my god, I cannot do this right now. <laughs> but then he's like, he like takes her hand and shows her how to like how to like do like the the like, the finger positions for strumming chords and stuff. And his idea is, like, hey, they play the guitar at the same time. And it's very cute, and they keep, like, looking at each other. And he tries to go in for a kiss, and Quinn is like, no, I I am not doing this right now, because I have pathos in this episode. <laughs> she, I wrote down what she says. Uh, she says... Yes. Don't say that I'm selfish because you have no idea how much I have given. I know this feeling. I like I need you and I don't need you. What I need is to keep Santana off my heels. What I need is to find a way to torture Rachel. And I do like that she is listing that high up in her hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yes. And then I think part of it was also like, I like I need to stop paying attention to people. And I'm like, Quinn! <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, go back and live with the Joneses. They'll give you hugs. I'm sure your mother is probably not doing that. <laughs> I would like to think she is, and Quinn just has, like, her own stuff to work out. I would like to think so, too. But, like, she only lived with the Joneses for, like, an episode and a half, and that was already good for her mental health. It's true. Anyway, they, they, they both apologize, because Sam is like, oh, that was absolutely the wrong decision to make, and I'm very sorry. And they and Quinn leaves. My note here is, poor Sam. Poor Quinn. But onwards to the next scene, the next song. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. Mike and Tina, and Mike is really concerned. He's like, are you sure this is a good idea? And Tina's like, yes, this is a perfect song for a situation. Mm -hmm. And in the background, they're like, get on with it! Get on with it! <laughs> um, Brittany makes a comment about how she's... Actually, I can't remember if this is before or after the song. But Brittany makes a comment about how she's Madison Tana, but also she's so hot still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was beforehand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so their duet is the song Sing! Oh, just hit my ring on the table. Um, <laughs> their song is the duet sing from a chorus line. And the whole gist of it is that, like, it is specifically a song performed by somebody who is not good at singing. And their romantic partner. And, and their romantic partner. And it is super cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot of physical comedy um, because, like, as far as music goes, it's Tina singing, like, the actual melodic parts and Mike kind of speak singing the rest of it. Um. It's a lot of physical comedy. Um, I just said that. Everyone has a good time. Like, at the end, there's a part where they're doing, like, sing, 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 And, like, everyone in the choir is singing along. Except Santana. Yeah, yeah, Mercedes and Santana. Mercedes is singing in Santana's face, and Santana looks miserable. Friendship. Don't you love it? And everyone's like, yay! Matt! Not Matt. Matt's not here anymore. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> Mike and Tina did such a good job. <laughs> and then it's time for uh for attacks on two fronts. <laughs> yep. I think that's the historical term. Lindsay, don't at me. <laughs> Finn and Rachel are getting a flanking bonus. <laughs> yes, they are. Anyway, uh, Finn uh, goes to talk to Sam about how he kissed Quinn. And Finn says the line, Major Glee Party Foul. Major Glee party foul, bro. Mm-hmm. And he then kind of, like, pitches to Sam, like, hey, maybe you should, uh, it, like, something about, like, oh, doing a duet with Quinn is about, like, raising your musical reputation. And, hey, you know, it's always good to come in second place. 
And then do you want to talk about uh, Rachel and Quinn's little conversation or well, would you Ra- like me to talk about Rachel it? basically says the same thing. Rachel's like, you should cut uh, you should cut Sam some slack because like clearly he was attracted to you and I don't think you should let that get in the way of you two being great duet partners. And Quinn calls Rachel and is like, you don't do anything unless there's someone in it for you. So what is your play? And Rachel's like, no, really, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. listen, obviously me and Finn are going to win, but we still need some healthy competition for second place. Mm hmm. I like how it's game recognized game yeah. with Rachel and Quinn. And, oh, and Rachel also says, like, don't you want to be on top of the pyramid in all aspects of your life? Yeah, I think she literally says, don't you want to be on top in all aspects of your life? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Is Quinn a top? Get in the comments! <laughs> or, wait, like, four seasons. Two seasons. Oh, two seasons? Only two seasons. Okay. I don't I don't know when that happened, so that's good to know. But yeah, also because they're playing to both Sam and Quinn's like competitiveness. Yeah, well, they're Rachel is playing to Quinn's competitiveness, and Sam is pl- or and Finn is playing to Sam's like um, th- heart throbbiness, I guess his his romantic side. Yeah, yeah, and then we get to go to the next scene where it's Sam meeting Quinn in the hallway. And he apologizes for trying to kiss her. He's like, I was out of line. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And she's like, well, and he says something about like, oh, like, I'm just, you should just go, you just wear sunglasses so I won't be able to look at your pretty eyes. And she's like, well, you're going to have to be doing that a lot because we're going to be, we're going to do this, uh, we're going to do this singing competition together. And in the background, Finn and Rachel fist bump. <laughs> and I was like, it's cute. And here, next scene. What is the next scene? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Let's do it. You know, I was prepared to be concerned about this scene. I actually don't super mind it now that I've seen it again. It it was a less bright spot in an episode of Bright Spots. So so here's the... Okay, so Artie is trying to practice singing with Brittany. And Brittany can't do vocal runs as well as Tina. And Artie's disappointed. He's also playing on, like, her child's keyboard piano. Mm-hmm. Little tyke, little tyke p- uh, piano, yeah. yeah. Would have been funnier if it was a cat piano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brittany's like, forget about the, the singing. And she's, she scoops Artie out of his chair, because she's buff, and deposits, mm-hmm. him on her be- deposits him on her bed and says, before we duet, we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And Artie's like, yeah, I'm about to lose my virginity. Yeah. And I so I remember in hindsight that people were really concerned about the scene in terms of consent, but there is consent in this scene. Like, already, the, the, it, it is a bit iffy that Brittany physically lifts him out of the chair onto the bed, and people are like, Artie could never escape now. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that if Artie had actually not wanted to have sex with Brittany, he would have said, I do not want to have sex with you right now. And Brittany would be like, bummer, and then deposited him back in the chair. Yeah, yeah, it's, I I think for me it's more so, like, I'm glad there's consent happening, it's just for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a sad scene, and with characters doing problematic, or not even problematic, it's, it's, it's characters doing things that are bad, but the scene itself is not problematic, it's, it is unfortunate Mm -hmm. for character reasons, not moral reasons, that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and now here's for a scene that is problematic and that I didn't actually listen to. Oh no, I love this. This is the best bullshit. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, okay, then I'm gonna let you. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get what I have to say out of the way, and then I'm gonna let you take care. Go of it. for it. Um, they this this song that Finn and that Finn and Rachel sing for their actual official duet is a song called "With You." I'm born again. And Finn is wearing a Roman collar, like Catholic priest would, and Rachel's outfit is vaguely nun-like. And I literally just turned it on mute and, like, vaguely paid attention to what was going on because I was also eating lunch at the time. And I was just like, I don't I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. <laughs> oh no, Tanner has... Youth Pastor Finn Hudson! <laughs> Youth Pastor Finn Hudson is here to seduce Catholic schoolgirl Rachel. It's terribly creepy and horrifying, which um, is exactly what they planned. Yes, it the plan went exactly the way that they wanted it to go, which is that they are they are now Glee Public Enemies number one and two. Everyone is horrified when they finish, and Mike starts clapping, and Tina grabs his hands to stop him, mm-hmm. and sends like, "Wow." 
that was really rude. And Quinn's like, I seriously wanted to punch both of you. I would like to see it. <laughs> and <laughs> Let Diana Agron punch people. <laughs> uh, Will is like, you guys, the song was fine, but like, your costume choices have some really concerning subtext. And Finn and Rachel are both like, what? Oh my gosh, this is, this is shocking. I'm shocked. I hope this doesn't ruin our chances to win the competition. Do you think Will realized what they were doing? No. Do you think anyone realized what they were doing? You know, Quinn probably realized in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Brad. Everyone else is like, no, this is probably on Brad for Finn and Rachel. And Finn had an entire... <laughs> Finn spad spad did a speed run of Christianity last week, so like... Yeah. Hey! Fucking things being brought up. Or at least tangentially related to things that happened in the previous week? What a concept! <laughs> on Glee? <laughs> so anyways, um, Will's like, okay, well, since now that that's over, now it's time for Quinn and Sam. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute! It's, uh, to quote Santana, it's so freaking charming. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, they're singing Lucky by Colby Calais and Jason Mraz. Mm -hmm. And it's a good match for their voices, I think. And also, it's just very cute. It's a cute song designed for cute people singing at each other cutely. Kurt looks disappointed mm -hmm. because heterosexuals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they kind of like, as they go through the musical number, they kind of like actually like start holding hands and singing to each other and having lots of eye contact. And like... Oh, and like when they get done, everyone's like, "Yay, that was super cute!" And and Finn gives them like an excited thumbs up, <laughs> and is like, "That's how you know you're a good friend when you're wingmanning for your new best friend and your ex girlfriend to get together." Yeah. <laughs> and there's a shot of uh, Quinn and Sam reluctantly dropping, holding hands. I was like, you know what? I support this. I support this ship. Mm -hmm. So, so the next scene, the next scene is why the Brittany Artie scene was a little iffy. It's because Artie goes up to Brittany and he breaks mm -hmm. up with her as duet partners because he th was really hurt when he found out that Brittany only slept with him to keep him as a duet partner. Mm-hmm. Um. And the only reason he knows this is because Santana told him so. Santana, who has a vested interest in Brittany's romantic life. Yeah, well, she, 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 so Artie says, I know that you slept with me just so that you could use, I know you're only sleeping with me because you're using me for my voice. And then it cuts to Santana going up to Artie in the lunchroom. Brittany's only sleeping with you because she's using you for your voice. What, what do you mean? And then she just grabs a random guy out of the lunch line, like, hey, do you know Brittany Pierce? And he's like, oh yeah, we had sex. And then she just pushes him back in the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which got that which got that actor a credited role. Good for you. He's credited as he's credited as guy. <laughs> Get that money, guy. But his his name's in the credits. <laughs> um and so Santana says that Brittany has had sex with basically everyone, but she doesn't say it in a slut shaming way, so that's nice. It's just like a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. you you should know you're like this wasn't special. Brittany does sleep with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Artie's over, and then Artie follows up by saying, like, sex is very important to me because I didn't think that I would be able to have sex after my accident that I had. Um, completing the season mandated, I have to talk about my my uh, tragic backstory at least once. Fully functional penis, still canon. Yeah. And he then, uh, he he's basically like, I don't like that you're using me. And he leaves, and Brittany's left alone in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Pathos! Yeah. So the the other two good parts for this, though, is that Br Brittany says, I was using you for sex, but then I started really liking you, and I was thinking that if we won and we went to breadsticks, I was practicing rolling a meatball over to you with my nose, like in Lady and the Tramp. Mm -hmm. um, and the other important part is that when Santana's explaining the situation to Artie, she, like, leans over him, and she's like, I don't mean to be a bitch. Well, actually, I do. <laughs> yeah, look, so... Santa I'm not going to say that Santana knows herself, but she does know what she's about. Yes, she knows her brand. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's time to vote. Yep, and almost everybody votes for themselves, including the people who did not compete. Yes, uh, Kurt votes for one, Kurt Elizabeth Hummel. Brittany votes for me! Exclamation point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then uh, it turns out that Sam and Quinn won because Rachel and Finn were the only ones who didn't vote for themselves. Yep. So, so the implications of this are that mm-hmm. uh, Rachel and Finn were concerned that everyone automatically would have voted for them had they competed with Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Mm-hmm. Whereas in actuality, pretty certain that everyone still would have voted for themselves because nobody likes Finn and Rachel. Well, also, also because they're high schoolers and they want to win the breadsticks. Exactly. So Finn and Rachel did not have to do Born Again in order to throw the competition. They could have just voted for Sam and Quinn. But I'm glad they had a whole scheme. Yes, I'm, I'm glad they had a contingency plan that they put into effect. Oh no, I'm glad because we got to see the Born Again bullshit. I'm not. <laughs> um... But yeah, and it, they get to Sam and Quinn go up to accept their award, and their and Finn not and Finn is like yay, and Rachel's like I don't know how this could ever have happened. And Santana's and, ready to fight. Yes, yeah, Santana. Santana is like being consoled by Mercedes and like crying on her shoulder at the concept of losing a gift certificate to breadsticks. <laughs> and, uh. As they go up to accept their award, Quinn talks to Sam and she's like, this is so not a date. And Finn is like, we did it, babe, to Rachel. And then Rachel sees Kurt being verklempt in the background, which then leads into the next scene. Yeah, she follows after Kurt and she's like, I have something I need to tell you. And Kurt's like, oh, not another pregnancy. (laughs) Rachel's like, no, no, not that. Listen, you and I are a lot more alike than you think. And Kurt says... And he's like, that's terrifying. And then he sprays hairspray. Mm-hmm. Rachel basically makes a peace offering with Kurt and says, that, like, you're great and, and we're all great. And I can't imagine how lonely it is for you to be on your own, but you're not alone alone. Like, everyone in Glee loves mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. She, what she literally says is... Like, when we go to nationals and we win at the end of the school year, we'll be winning it because of you. And you have 12 people who love you for being who you are. And I know you're lonely, but you're not alone. Yeah. And this is the line that Bert Hummel should have said. Exactly. But I don't mind that Rachel said it. Yes. And then she says, I have a perfect duet that that fits both of our sensibilities and musical skills. (laughs) And he's like, well... Sure. Um, on the breadsticks dinner, Sam is trying a Matthew McConaughey impression, and it's bad. <laughs> also, I don't know it how to bad. spell McConaughey. M C C O N A G H E Y. That's not a real name. Um, Qu- Quinn complains that the breadsticks aren't even that good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we we get a snippet of backstory for Sam. He says that he went to an all boys school, and then when uh, then he transferred mm-hmm. here. Um. Uh. When he, he, wait, it starts off by Quinn saying, like, does your lack of game, like, help you to date anybody? And Sam's like, well, I did go to an all-boys boarding school before this. And she's like, oh my god, so you're actually gay? And he's like, no. <laughs> I just have, I just have a secret that I don't want to talk about. And I thought it'd make, and he, 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 he leads into this by saying, like, oh, if, if I had to go through what you went through last year, Quinn, I would have transferred to a school on the moon or pig farts or something. But you're so brave, Quinn. And he confesses to her his deep, dark secret. What's his deep, dark secret, Tanner? He dyes his hair. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's very cute because he's like, yeah, I thought it would make me look cool. But no, I just I, I ended up just bleaching my hair with lemon juice. Yeah. And then Quinn is like, put that certificate away. And you're paying now because this is a date. And I love to see them happy. Yeah. And then... For as long as it lasts. Exactly. So that fades. I guess it fades back in time to Kurt and Rachel duetting. And they sing a mashup of Happy Days Are Here Again and Come On, Get Happy. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. It is. It's a good one. Um, This is a duet that... uh. Judy Garland and my brain's blanking. Uh, Debbie Reynolds? I think so. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand. Okay, Judy, okay, Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand. Yeah, of course it's um, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, Rachel's legally contractually obligated to be the only one to perform Barbara Streisand numbers. Yep. Um, 
as, as they sing this, it like it's played over um, Brittany sitting at breadsticks by herself and rolling a meatball around on a plate by herself with her nose. Yeah. <laughs> because she really did like Artie. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, everyone else is happy. Like Tina and Mike are happy. Uh, Will, uh, Will is proud. Quinn looks nostalgic. Finn is just vibing. Um, and uh, Kurt tucks uh, Bert Hummel in and stuff where he's napping on the couch. And Santana and Artie are vaguely upset and sad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it, it's a it is a good musical number. It's it's good. Their voices are good. Um, they're both in cosplay, <laughs> but it's a good number. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the end of the episode, but not the end of our episode because we have to say, "Hey, yeah. Christina." E. What was your gold star song of this episode? River Deep Mountain High. Okay. End of story. No thought necessary windmill slamming that one yes um this was really hard for me because i legitimately liked all of the songs in this episode including born again (laughs) so tanner what's your gold star song going to be and i'm concerned about the answer no it's actually it is actually gonna be um (laughs) happy days come on get happy okay okay. um i I, friendship continues it is it is a good it is a good showcase of both Rachel and Kurt's voices, and I just I really like the ending when they hit the high notes of the happy days, happy nights are here. Happy days are here again. I cannot go that high myself, but you get the idea. Just listen to just listen to yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, if you yeah. can take anything away from this podcast, is that at least you should listen li- to this episode's music. At least listen to the Glee songs. If a song is bad, we'll tell you it's bad. Otherwise, the song is good, probably. Yes. Oh, also, um, before we do, like, gold stars and slushies, um, I wanted to reflect on something that I think might be, like, something that I really enjoyed about this episode's writing, which is I feel like Ian gave... Like, it felt a little bit rushed, but it felt like Ian did a lot of work in, like, giving closure to, like, conflicts that had previously been opened up in the season so far. And, like, giving a lot of characters, like, pathos and, like, character motivation and stuff. Just just character moments in general. This was a very, like, this episode covered the entire club and everyone had their own arc in the episode. And I think actually that... That is my gold star moment, is the fact that everybody in this episode has an arc. I think it's going to have to be mine, too. Um, but also, you know why everyone... You know why this why we had such a good time watching and talking about this episode? Hmm. It's because Will didn't do shit. <laughs> it's because nothing in this episode, or even really in Grilled Cheeses was about Will Schuster and his life and his problems and his romances. Like, I would have liked to have maybe gotten to see Emma a little bit in this episode, but we didn't have... Sue Sue Sylvester did not appear. There was no conflict with the adults, and so we got to focus on the kids. You're right. Which which helped it to be a very good episode. So so is your gold star that all the kids got an arc, or that none of the adults did? <laughs> Yes, yes. My my gold star is also everyone gets to play. And who are you slushying? Um, God, I gotta think about this. Um, can I slushy the writers for just being lazy about Asian stereotypes? Yes, you can, because so am I. Cool. I I was planning on slushying Bert for having just those the the weird lines about how Kurt just has to get used to being alone. But then I remember the Asian quote unquote jokes existed. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. In fact, it's bad. Yeah, you hate to see it. I do hate to see it. But that, on the whole, this episode was quite good. It is. Like, like not to like, not not to spoil things, but in like I've been keeping again a ranking of like Glee episodes that we've watched so far, and so far they've only gotten put higher on the list. Fascinating. Not to spoil anything. I don't think anything. this trend is going to continue. Yeah, not but... to spoil anything. I think we're about to take a nosedive. Yes. Um, but we should do the ending show first. But hey, should we do a, like a current events blast real quick? 
Yeah, let's do the current events blast. Okay, so uh, if you're aware of the internet, um, things are pretty shitty everywhere, all over the place. Um, so if you if you have the if you have the spoons, if you have the resources, um, please please donate to causes that need your support, such as um, relief organizations in Palestine. Uh, to help Palestinian people, such as relief for um, uh, people who are fighting against a terribly corrupt government in Myanmar, um, to help support uh, Asian and Pacific Islander Americans, and just Asian and Pacific Islanders in general, um, and also, you know, continue to help, <laughs> continue to support community causes that need your assistance, and if you aren't able to help financially, uh, supporting and spreading voices and accounts of what's going on are also always super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the the Palestine note, one of the things suggested for people who, if you aren't able to donate is, well, for one, contact political figures that you're able to get, yes. get that a push so that it is a an issue for them. And also mm-hmm. um, the boycott Israeli-made products because pretty much all of those directly fund the IDF and their war crimes. Mm-hmm. So off the top of my head, yes. I remember... Hewlett Packard, Puma, Sabra Hummus, the Soda Stream stuff, and Pillsbury are all Pills Pillsbury. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, they're all based out of Israel. Um, so if you okay. if you buy those products, stop buying those products. And also something I thought of the other day: if you're able to con and if you can send an email, or if you're comfortable calling them, contact like customer service or customer relations of your local grocery stores and suggest that they stop stocking those products for the time being mm-hmm. or permanently. Um, mm-hmm. Point out the fact that guarantee there are other competitors for those products that you could make just they could make just as many money off of and say that I'm a longtime customer. I want to keep shopping here, but it's making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. that you stock products that directly fund these horrible situations. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Duly noted. Cool. I'll go ahead and do the outro okay. then. <laughs> Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We could be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we're not there, let us know and we will work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and through loserlikemepod at gmail.com. We also have a Discord. A permalink to that should be available on our Twitter and through the Corner Podcast Network Twitter. Uh, and I guess uh, next time, are you ready to dream it? And be it. Yeah, we're doing a time warp next time with a guest. Yes, with a guest. We should double check uh, it's still another, available. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, another first and possibly last time guest. <laughs> we're gonna scare them off. Um, but until that happens, and, and that's, that's what, what you missed on Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. now. As we riff this show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me.